What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of We Run This, the podcast for runners, by runners, and listened to by maybe runners. We don't, we don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Uh, with me, as always, is Nick Domingo. Nick, what's up, man? How much, dude? How about yourself? Um, I'm doing good. We're actually going to skip the part where I ask about your shirt and what you're wearing. Yeah. Today. We usually start that because we've got a guest again today with us today, yeah. Gina Capone. Gina, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Now, um, Gina, you uh, are you still at Rowan? You go to you go to Rowan, right? Rowan University. Yeah, I'm still at Rowan. Like I've lost track of who actually still goes to school with COVID and everything. Like I don't know who <laughs> magically graduated in yeah. uh, with a video camera. Like I don't know any of that. So, uh, how much longer do you have to go? Um, I have three more years. I just got accepted into their uh, coordinated dietetics program. Okay. So. Um, that's like, once you get accepted into that, it's about three years and then you finish with your master's and then you can become a registered dietitian. Okay, so that's what uh, Gina is um, studying to be. She's also an amazing runner. Now, I have not told Nick your times or anything. <laughs> Nick, I looked at the times and I'm like, even Nick is gonna get mad at how good they are. So- Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> just a little background. I just met Gina like three minutes before we got on air. So like- Don't, don't tell everybody- Anyone listening and, and watching, like you're about to see my real cold-hearted reaction <laughs> to whatever she's about to say. Okay, so let's start with Gina. What's your average mile? Uh, well, I don't really do a mile, but I could do like definitely under six. Okay. Um, I'm definitely like, distance. Yes. Uh, your best half marathon? Um, 131. And your best marathon? 320. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I uh, thank you for putting 15 plus years of me running <laughs> just completely down the toilet. Like, uh, kudos to you. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I'm not jealous at all. I promise. <laughs> I swear to God, this is how I normally react to... Uh, really fast people <laughs> so nick i follow gina on instagram and she'll always put like a picture of her watch on there showing her times and i'm just like mother <laughs> like, just and like i don't know why i should feel like i should be even close but you know so let's start with gina how did you get into running like how did you know you wanted to do this um i started running in high school just for fun and then I wanted to do a marathon like so bad because my neighbors that I trained with, um, they did, they're like a part of the 50 States Marathons Club and they already did like 10 by the time they were 16. So they really got me into running. And then when I, my, when I graduated high school, my parents were like, okay, sure. Like now you can do one. Um, so I did my first one <clears throat> my freshman year of college. And then I kind of was hooked after that. And I just started doing like one, like every six months because I was addicted. <laughs> Now, so what was your time your first marathon? I think it was 402. So it was like a nine, like 15 pace. And then I started training like a little bit more seriously. So my second one, six months later was a 335. So I cut off like a half an hour. Holy shit. Good for you. That's intense. <laughs> now, the first marathon, was it just because you were kind of nervous or like why were you just not um, I was training like on a lot of hills. Like I was at Westchester and it was really hilly out there. So I, my runs like weren't fast. They were just like long and really hilly. So they were all like around like a 930, 940 average. So when I ran Philly, it was like flatter. So I thought like 
915 average was like so fast and I had like such a runner's high and it was like the best day ever. And then I realized once I started training, I was like, okay, I could probably run a little bit faster than this. Okay. So you mentioned the runner's high. Okay. Now what time would you get now would make you mad? Like what time do you think is slow? Um, so I, when I ran Boston last year, it was like so hot and I ran a three, 44 and I was like so <laughs> I was like this is so slow I suck but like even then it's still better than my first marathon time and I was like you know what it's still it was like an 830 piece and I was like kind of pissed but it's okay <laughs> I don't think you should be upset about that at all. not <laughs> yeah. at all yeah I know. I'll take 344 and not be pissed <laughs> about it being too high and me being out of shape so uh yeah Thanks for rubbing it in. Can, I'm currently going through my Instagram, just deleting all my run posts to be like, oh, here's how fast I went. I, it's no point anymore after yeah, hearing yeah. that you're time so fast. <laughs> no, it's fine. I yeah. haven't really been posting either. I'm like, I'm not training for anything. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. So have you been dealing with the whole COVID not running thing? Because you, I mean, you missed a you missed a season of college, right? Of running. Yeah, I missed outdoor track. And I was really upset about that, but so I kind of was still running pretty fast when everything like happened and we came home. I was still like rolling off of like my training and still just like pushing myself every day. And then it got to be like super hot and really humid. And I was like, I'm not going to bust my butt to do like 7.30 pace every day. It's like pointless. So now I'm just like running for fun. It's a lot better, I think. So you, you started running in college and... Um... You uh, kind of became, I don't want to say the word is famous, but you kind of made the news for coming yeah. in college, but it was for the wrong reasons and it was all your college's fault. You want to kind of briefly explain, everyone's going to remember the story as soon as they hear it. You want to <laughs> kick us off here? <laughs> yeah, so I was coming back from an injury, so I wasn't really on the team at the time, but I was still like really close with all of them and none of them really felt like comfortable or safe with talking about like the issue that was happening so I kind of felt with like the writing platform that I had on the Odyssey that I kind of took it into my own hands and kind of voiced like our opinion about it mm -hmm. um so I wrote this article about how the um football team and the football coach was kind of like harassing the girls track team for running around the track um during their workouts in, a, in their sports bras um and like to everybody else, it didn't really seem like that big of a deal. Um, but to us, it was kind of just like, we didn't really get a lot of respect with being, um, like the tracking doesn't get a lot of respect. Is that how we felt? Um, so I just started writing about it and how everything went down and how I felt like nobody was really um, on our side and how I felt like the athletics department was kind of promoting like this whole sexist idea of, you know, women shouldn't be allowed to run, um, in their sports bras and it's like frowned upon and it kind of just blew up overnight and like the New York Times reached out to me runners world reached out to me um and it was really overwhelming because I didn't feel like I was getting a lot of support from like other sports teams but I was getting a lot of this um support throughout the running community um which was really nice after feeling like I was getting like shamed for what I did and speaking out mm -hmm. um but I felt like it was like the right thing to do did it change anything at school? Um, I think it did. I wasn't on the team last year, and then this year I was, and I just felt like we got a lot more, 
like respect after that it kind of like dug out a lot of like underlying issues from like years of before half of us were even like at school or on the team um it's been going on for like a while that the a lot of the uh track like female track athletes felt like they weren't getting the same kind of like respect um so now this year was definitely a lot different like we felt like we got a lot more acknowledged on like the athletics uh, Instagram page and you know we just felt a lot more supported this year after um, speaking out so probably because they didn't want you to put them on blast again <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, which is fine I mean you have to do something to change things and that's the way yeah. to change things and then everybody realizes oh they're doing the wrong thing so I mean congratulations on getting things changed at your school not many people can say that um, but one the reason we're having you on today is not just because uh, you're an amazing runner but uh, we wanted to talk to you about the diet and nutrition of being a runner, because I feel like I, I can't really uh, speak for Nick. I think he might be a little bit better on this. I am terrible with <laughs> like literally terrible. And um, so we wanted to talk to you about, you know, what type of diet is best for a runner? Um, I know a lot of people, let, let's start with this. Cause I know this is a popular thing. And I actually wrote about this once. Uh, I know a lot of people, who run specifically just to eat terribly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is a bad approach. Nick, why are you smirking? Do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I always say, I do, dude, like, if I go out and do 10 miles, you better believe I'm making a frozen pizza for dinner to, like, okay. reward myself. Like, okay. But is it the I, one I, thing? What's that? Like, but you just eat the one thing. You don't, like, continuously eat in your life. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I like run to the, the joke I always say is like, I run to burn the calories I'm about to put back in me. Right. So, I mean, I, people, when they see my times are probably shocked. They're like, dude, you literally look, I mean, you're kind of in shape, but like for as much as you run at your pace, like you should be sporting a six pack and like, you know, lean. And I'm like, nah, dude, like, I don't, I don't follow these rules. So I'm actually like, pretty excited and interested to hear what Gina is going to say about what I should be eating because like you Chris I'm really bad when I run I'll have like a little energy bar beforehand just to make sure I have something in me but most of the time I'm running off like mental energy and just being like just go do it so Gina let's let's squash that first feeling uh first uh running is not going to get you a six-pack is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like eating or you're running to eat whatever you want instead of eating to run so like you kind of have to change the whole mentality around like oh I'm gonna go run eight miles so I can go eat a pizza instead of being like oh well this pizza and these carbs are gonna fuel me for like a hard workout or a run tomorrow kind of thing where it's like this big like justification I think it's why it gets like really jumbled up and confused in like the running community with like you're justifying your activity with being able to eat like crap exactly Where you should be like using that food and like thinking of food as like fuel and not just like a leeway to you know splurge on whatever you want okay so let's start with that so let's say we are going to go for a run Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a run at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, um, should I be eating differently 
Well, let's say the run is only three miles. Is that different than running for seven miles? Yeah. So like the duration that you're running, you should really think about how like you're timing around the meal also too, and how much carbohydrates you're, you're going to need. You're not going to need as many carbohydrates um, for a three mile run, obviously, as you would for a seven mile run. And also your meal probably doesn't need to be as big before that three mile run as opposed to seven mile run. You're going to need a lot more um, glucose and carbohydrates to get you through an hour's worth of training as opposed to only a half an hour worth of training. So for instance, like if you're going for a eight mile run at, cause I'm, I know Chris is more of like a morning afternoon runner. I'm, I'm like 6 PM and after if you're doing okay. like an eight, that's real weird. If uh, you're doing an eight mile run, what are you eating and how far in advance and how much water are you having like beforehand so you can kind of prep yourself for say it's a uh, for you i mean eight miles is probably what like 10 minutes but for me it's about an hour so what what would you put in in, in you before you know going out mm -hmm. to do that so for me well for right now especially with running um like first thing in the morning to kind of avoid the heat I'm eating like a smaller pre-run breakfast. So I'll have like a banana coffee and like some kind of electrolytes beforehand um, where my body's kind of like used to not, I'm kind of okay with eating a little bit of something, like even like a cliff bar. Um, I have a really sensitive stomach, but for other people, I don't know if you have an iron stomach. If you're running at 6 p.m., you're probably eating at least two to three meals before you go out and run. Um, so do you eat dinner like before that or do you eat? No. You I yeah I eat afterwards so probably like a little snack to get you through before that run is what you usually exactly do. yeah that's where I'll have like a cliff bar you mm -hmm. know mid-afternoon like three thirty, four o'clock just to kind of pick me up to get through work I'll have water obviously from lunch until mm -hmm. six go for the run and a lot of times you know Chris and I have talked about it you know extending that run so if you're feeling good obviously you've, you've been there you know you're going for what you think is going to be eight, you might extend it to nine or 10. So just making sure you have enough fuel and then coming back and putting enough in me afterwards to be like, all right, how do you recover from this? So um, yeah, it's weird because I know a lot of people, it sounds like yourself included, like to get it out of the, out of the way in the morning. And that's where it's interesting to me hearing just a coffee, banana and, and some electrolytes. Cause I'm like, what fuel do you have, man? Like, what, how are you getting through this? So it definitely took my body like some time to adjust. I didn't just jump right into that. So during the school year, we had practice at like three o'clock. So I had to have like two meals before that, where it would basically be my whole morning just being like oatmeal, fruit, nuts, like things that were like very easy for me to digest and giving me that energy to get through um, and not feel like heavy and sick before going and running a workout right in the middle of the day where when I came home and COVID happened and I could run like in the morning again, I was like, Oh no, I can't, I can't do this. Like I just felt so like sluggish throughout my runs and like starving. So it was definitely like an adjustment period of figuring out like, Oh, okay, well I can sit down and have like cereal or a banana or a cliff bar and seeing like what felt best for me. Like it's definitely like an experimental personal thing. And like, especially with where, wherever you're at in your training and what feels good for your body whereas I found throughout the summer it's easier for me to take um like a sports drink so this way at least I'm getting some type of calories and some type of electrolyte uh to last me throughout that whole hour so I don't come back and feel like ravenous 
Um, yeah. And I people do like fasted runs all the time in the morning. Um, and I guess it just depends like how late you had dinner, how you feel. It's definitely a personal thing, but I understand where you're coming from because like when I had to run at three o'clock, I was like, all right, I definitely need to eat like a whole bunch before I go and do like a 10 mile workout. Like this is not going to happen for me. See now, exactly. I'm going to raise my hand because I'm used to be <laughs> fasted. I used to be. So I used to get up, like I would get up like five, five thirty, and go out and run by six. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need to eat because I was literally yeah. only up 45 minutes. Yeah. But now with my schedule, I kind of don't get out there till nine o'clock, mm-hmm. but I'm still waking up by like five thirty-six, and I'm starving, yeah. but I'm also going for a run. And if I eat something, my run is shit. And if I yeah. don't, my run is shit. So I don't mm-hmm. know what to do, when to eat, when to wake up. So like, what do I do? Yeah. So I definitely feel like, I know I can't handle like a whole lot first thing in the morning. So that's where I kind of found that the banana and like a sports drink and coffee just like is like a sweet spot for me. Mm. Um, but even just like experimenting with like a low fiber and like a low fat. So like even just like half of a bagel, like something that's just like straight carbohydrates that you're going to absorb and it's not going to be hard on your stomach. Like I know bananas kind of have a lot of fiber. So some people don't like eating that before they run and fruit and stuff before they run so like sometimes I know like white bread kind of gets like a bad rep but it's kind of like one of the best things you can eat before you go out and run because it's low in fiber low in fat it's quick absorbing and it's not gonna like make you feel like really lethargic and like crappy on your run and give you like GI distress see here's my problem bananas I get heartburn like you (laughs) seriously like and that might like, be the most old manish thing I've ever said on this podcast. But like, if I eat a banana for like an hour, I'm like, oh god, like I'm just, ugh. It's, I don't know what it is. So I've tried maybe the half a bagel, but then I'll just eat the whole bagel. And then <laughs> well, you can eat the whole bagel. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like aiming for really low fat, low fiber. You're gonna be best with something that's just like a really quick carbohydrate. Okay. So so let's talk about the after because you kind of touched on it a little bit. You said mm-hmm. afterwards, the ravenous, that's sometimes my problem too. Like I go for a long run and then I cannot stop shoving food in my mouth for hours <laughs> and it like eliminates the entire run and I hate it. So yeah. is it because I'm not getting enough water? Like what the hell's going on? Well, definitely. I feel like if you, I found that when I used to run fasted, then I would come home and I would be like, oh my God, like I can't stop eating. I need something now. I don't even have the patience to cook something for myself. I'm just like snacking and shoveling everything into my mouth. Whereas when I eat something before, it kind of levels out like that blood sugar a little bit, you know, so you're not like just running off of just stored energy the whole time. You kind of give yourself a little bit of buffer so that when you can come home, you kind of can like look with clear eyes what you actually like want to eat and what your body needs as opposed to just being like, I don't care. Like my blood sugar is so low. I'm just going to shove M&Ms into my mouth because I feel like that when I come home sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like I will just eat anything. But I feel like before, obviously, carbohydrates are super important, but they're also super important when you come back because you really just need that quick, like, restool of that glycogen. But you don't want it to be, like, just straight carbohydrates because then you're just going to keep feeling that constant of, I'm still hungry, I'm still hungry. Where you, that's when, like, having, like, a bagel with, like, eggs or oatmeal with eggs or turkey bacon or whatever. Anything that makes you feel, like, satisfied, like, after your you know, you come back in the morning, you won't probably want breakfast, but it's really important to pair that carbohydrate with something that's going to like slow it down a little bit. So like adding in a fat or adding in like that protein is really going to help 
stabilize that like blood sugar to get you to your next meal without feeling that constant like up and down spike and drop. So killing an entire bag of kettle cooked uh, salt and vinegar potato chips after a run, not recommended, right? Well, I mean, you're going to get that salt, you're going to get the fat, and you're going to get some carbs. So it's not actually, it's not terrible, but it's definitely not going to leave you feeling like satisfied and like energized. It's going to make you feel like sluggish and like not great. But obviously having them like with a sandwich or having them like as a side or portioning them out into a bowl can actually be like really satisfying where you don't have to feel like so deprived after your run. It's just not your entire meal after you run. It's like a nice addition to your meal. Mm -hmm. So makes sense. Real quick, because sometimes I do run at night and I know Nick runs at night. So what should he do? I mean, you're not, you're not supposed to have carbs after a certain time of night. But if you're running at like seven, okay, uh, you shook your head. Here we go. Let's get into it. I can have carbs late at night because if you're saying that, like that's a game changer. <laughs> I mean, I find that eating carbs at night help me sleep like amazing. Like they will like, I, did, I don't know. I'm a big fan of eating carbs at night. I don't think that's. I what think kind that's of carbs good. though? What kind of carbs? <laughs> um i don't know like pretzels cereal ice cream i'm a big i have a big sweet tooth i don't mind eating that stuff at night i think you can still especially if you're running first thing in the morning it's actually really really beneficial to have that little extra carb at night you know so you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like so deprived okay you still have a little bit of buffer but i don't i don't really i mean obviously if you're going to eat carbs at night it's best to eat them like eat a whole grain like eat like uh, farro or like a wheat pasta or brown rice, like a barley, something that's not just going to be like a straight up, like, not to say pizza's bad, but not like a white rice and like a really heavy, like pasta dinner. Mm. Like it's obviously better to, if you come back from your run to have that really like nutrient, like nutrient dense meal. Mm. So even coming yeah, back. You know, I remember when I was in college and, and freshman year, I ordered cheese sticks at 3 a.m. too and was able to eat carbs at, at night as well I mean I wish I could yeah, still do that it is fuel like when you think about it as you're not like running to like burn off what you eat but instead of using that as fuel for like your run that next day I mean it kind of changes your whole outlook on everything and you don't feel like not to say as guilty but you're realizing that everything that you're putting into your body is like for a purpose and it might not be like the healthiest thing quote unquote but it's still everything gets broken down into like a cellular level once it's in your body like it's not just like it's not like it just like poops away like it's going to go somewhere so it's so important to have those carbs and those fats and those proteins because it is going to go into your muscles especially like as an athlete i feel like it's so overthought and like overcomplicated, and it doesn't really need to be that way it just needs to be about like knowing what feels best for you, what doesn't upset your stomach, what makes you feel satisfied. It is really like very individual. So let me get your thoughts too on, um, I've toyed with the idea of the inter intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. but I just don't think as a runner, that's the greatest idea. Like, what do you think? No, so actually in school, there's a lot of like controversy around this, but they always teach us that it's really not proven to show any type of like, benefit unless it's like a 12-hour fast for somebody that's diabetic. Um, anywhere else, you're kind of just depriving your muscles of that energy throughout the day, especially as an athlete. It's just going to pull from your muscles and your fat storages, which to some people, that's why they lose weight because their body's pulling from their fat storage um, for energy. So they're going to lose some fat. But 
it gets to a point where your body's also going to start pulling away from muscle mass. So you're not going to feel great on your runs because your body's going to keep pulling away from your muscle and your fat instead of like actual glycogen storage in your liver. You know, so it's like, it's not really, it's not really beneficial. I mean, it's the same thing as like keto. People swear it works, but it's really like at the end of the day, you should be as an athlete and a runner, you should be thinking about fueling like first instead of depriving. And that's what I think intermittent fasting is. You're depriving yourself for 14, 16 hours out of the day when really your body is like begging you for food. What are your thoughts on beer after a long run? <laughs> I'm a big fan of that, actually. Nice. Um, okay, you're putting the carbs back in. I like it. Okay. Carbs. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. So. I mean, not every day, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, don't do it every day. This is, this is going to be the problem with this. Like, I'm, I'm learning a lot here, but the only thing my brain is going to take away from all this is well, Gina said it's okay to eat ice cream and beer at night because it'll make you exactly. sleep better. And it's good. So I'll probably have something. So let's kind of like squash that for me and all the people out here, out there that only heard that. And let's just, like, what are some of the foods that people swear are kind of good for them that are actually probably sabotaging them? Um, I wouldn't say so much like a food, but I think just like trends. Okay. Like picking up on like certain like trends, like doing like juice cleanses and like doing like keto and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, where you're doing this because it like worked for somebody else or somebody else's testimonial where like you feel like crap. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's like, that's like a big thing now is everyone's so like desperate for like results and what's going to work for them based off what other people did that they're like sabotaging their own like success and training in the meantime because they're like comparing like their diet and what they eat compared to everybody else when really you have to do what's like works best for you so like somebody who can be a vegan I can't be vegan I can't I love eating protein I love meat like I, I feel like it doesn't hurt my training at all where people say that eating meat is like the worst thing for their performance you know so it's kind of just like you can't listen to so much to what everyone else is saying. You really have to experiment with what works best, like individually. Okay. And how would you suggest someone finds that out? Like, I know a lot of people, like um, a friend of mine just went to, I don't want to say it was an allergist, but she went to someone where they ran this test and the person was like, uh, stay away from almonds. Don't drink this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Would you suggest people try that i think it's beneficial especially if you have like uh gi issues that are kind of you're not able to pinpoint on your own and figure out what exactly is causing like your upset stomachs or bloating or inflammation um so i definitely understand like from that point of view like if you're somebody that's struggling like with your stomach issues and stuff like that it's definitely beneficial to know and be able to pinpoint exactly what's causing that um like if you're eating ice cream every night, but you're lactose intolerant, mm -hmm. it's probably not the best thing to do because you obviously aren't going to feel great that night or in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, so I forget what. Uh, not getting tested. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good idea. I myself, I was going to go to a GI doctor, but I didn't end up getting around to it. But I think that if you're, if you have the opportunity to do that and you're somebody who's struggling with issues, 
it's definitely beneficial. Mm -hmm. Speaking of getting tested, uh, Nick, you obviously do not have COVID. I don't. <laughs> thank God. I, yeah, I guess that was like a cliffhanger from last yeah. week. No, I don't. Thank God. Gina, last week we were like, Nick might have COVID. <laughs> kind of just left it hanging out there and then did not address it at all. But when you said tested, we were like, we should probably talk about Nick not having COVID. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got my, my test back on Friday. It said negative. And then all Sunday, I slept all day as if I had COVID. So I was like, well, I'm fucked. And then back, back Monday and back to running and biking this week. So I'm, I'm, think I'm healthy. Uh, I did. I just went for a, a quick three mile run just to get back into it, but I'm saving it for Canada. Now that you've got that in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to save it for there. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah. glad we, we covered that cliffhanger. Um, yeah. One last thing, one last thing before we uh, let Gina go, I have a question. It's not going to affect Nick in any way, but it's going to help me out a lot because I'm having this problem. And this is the first time we've had a woman on the show. Can you okay. please tell me how to run with all this hair? Like, I don't even have that much hair. It's driving me crazy. I can't wear hats. I can't pull it. Like, what the hell do I do with hair? You have, like, a headband? It hurts. Like, like, after a while, like, don't headbands bother you? Not like, like the soft ones. No, they, yeah, they, like, start pulling back. And it just, like, after, like, I don't you know. You could try to learn how to braid and yeah. braid it. Your hair's long. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's driving me nuts. I'm, like, I got to ask a woman. Like, I look like I'm trying out for the girls' softball team. <laughs> like, and I, I know I should just cut it. Like, there's something that's keeping me from going to the. And no hats. Both of them didn't work for you. Okay, so if I wear, all right, I can wear a hat this way. I can wear a hat forward, and I'm okay. Another problem is, too, um, although I've recently gotten rid of, so I used to have, like, the ear headphones. Not the big yeah. headphones, but, like, yeah, yeah. that, like, went over your ears. Yeah, and I used, to, I used to wear those a little bit, but now they're not working with my phone, so I've gotten rid of them completely. I keep the phone on my arm, and I just oh, yeah. blasting so I can hear it. So I've gotten mm -hmm. rid of everything off my ears. So I can now wear a hat this way, but just, like, you know, just like the sweating in the hat. It's like freaking hot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm having issues, Gina. I, yeah, I don't know. I run. I can't. I know it's good because it keeps the sun off your face and it's supposed to keep you cool, but it doesn't. But I've been running with like a headband, like the, like the, like the soft fabric kinds, not like the, like not the ones that are like the thin, really elastic kinds that can pull in your hair. Just like the soft ones or even like a running buff. What's a like holding up a running buff. Like oh, one no, of those, those yeah. around your neck. Those are okay, but I find those hot too. Like, I guess you're just gonna have to shave your head because I was just gonna say, man, that that might be the only option you've got right now. Nick, you don't have these problems with your hair. So I usually wear a hat backwards, and it's Every disgusting because I can see I when, yeah when I run and I it's so gross because I sweat so much that I can feel the sweat drip from the bill like on the back of my leg. It's so fucking disgusting. But if I'm not doing that, I usually just wear like a headband. I've got, uh, I think they're like old sleeves from t-shirts. I don't know where the hell I got them, but like I will wear these old sleeves from t-shirts and just wrap them around my head. And it just keeps my, uh, keeps the sweat out of my eyes, basically. Are you like an 80s movie villain? Backwards hats, sleeves <laughs> on your head? Like, what? I guess I guess so. I, I basically dig up anything I can find and be like, yeah, it's fucking good to run in. I, I don't know. We need a sponsor. <laughs> we need a sponsor for the show that will send us 
some hair stuff. Yeah, dude, I'm wearing shit from like 2004 still. All right, so I'm just trying to makeshift whatever the fuck I can while running. It's like this is a good shirt. Let me make this into a headband. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's got one hole. All right, it'll do. Like it's yeah. We do need a sponsor so we get free shit so we can yeah. run and be like, look, free shit. We're working on it so Nick can stop wearing yeah. his sleeves and stuff. Uh, yeah. So before we wrap it up, Gina, tell everybody where they can find you online or wherever. Um, my Instagram, my running Instagram is Gina and Capone. And then my food Instagram is Fresh Feeling Foodie. All right, cool. And um, will you come back one time when we're, uh, when Nick and I are like super fat because we're eating <laughs> ice cream at night? <laughs> oh, we cook your advice, Gina. We eat ice cream every night now. Uh, actually, Everything in moderation. Nick Nick's going to Canada for five weeks, so he's probably going to fatten up like um, yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, you're gonna be like, fuel. Yeah, exactly. It'll be fuel for me, and when I come back, three bills. I'll uh, blame you for it. I think you should eat all elk or whatever. What do they have up there? I, I, don't, I don't even know. Elk, bison. I guess I have no idea either. All moose. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. An, an all moose diet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, nick you want to close us out because i'm terrible at it yeah gina thank you for coming on really appreciate the tips uh for the rest of you guys listening uh you can find chris on instagram at message with a bottle you can find him on twitter at chris illuminati you can find me on instagram at n domingo and my uh twitter is it's nick domingo i thought you were uh, so there there you I go you have your own twitter handle I almost did. I was like, it's it's Nick Domingo. And it's like, no, it's it's Nick Domingo. Just say it that way. So appreciate y'all listening. Uh, We will catch you guys uh, next week. Yeah, thanks, everybody. See you out there.